Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Redefining the Good Life. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to last week's episode where I spoke all about how to build your own toolbox of deep self-care so you can really learn how to be in good health both physically and emotionally in today's world. Now, and if you haven't checked that out, I would definitely recommend that you do so, although it's not a prerequisite for today's episode. But I thought it was a little ironic because after having, you know, spoken to you about all that and why it's so essential to be building our own toolboxes, it occurred to me that actually I kind of have to step it up for myself. I've had a few annoying health issues lately, and I've been wondering what is my body trying to tell me? Now, I pride myself on taking excellent care of myself, but this time I've been a little bit stumped. Well, at least until I started to really think about it. And then I realized in the last few months, I've gotten so busy. And of course, I love my work. I love my clients. But what happened slowly but surely is that I ended up with actually very little room for myself. My life hasn't felt um, really spacious. It felt It's felt more like every corner, every minute is just crammed in a way. And so I realized that I need to take a step back and reconsider some things and rejigger some things and really make it a priority to give myself the space and support that I need. I need to kind of slow things down. And this has been really helpful to see. Now, here's where this could have easily gone. I could have easily gotten mad and frustrated and resented what my body's doing, thinking that it shouldn't be happening to me of all people. Hello. And honestly, I have had moments like that. Why me? You know, I take such good care of myself. Come on. (laughs) But when I really stopped to think about it and, and I actually realized, like, I asked myself, what will that line of reasoning get me? That isn't exactly the most loving and accepting way to be with myself, is it? So I'm telling you all this to let you know that this work is never finished. We're always reevaluating, growing, and things are constantly evolving. You know, what may have worked wonders for you in one season of your life may not do it for you any longer. And that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. The important thing to remember is, How can you always be your own ally and always have your own back no matter what? So let's get to today's subject, which is actually related. Today, I want to talk to you about stress. You know, it's a word that gets thrown around so much that it's basically stopped being meaningful anymore. It's really such a catch-all, right? 
But what do we really mean by that? And here is how I like to think about it. For me, not all stress is created equal, and stress is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually kind of a neutral concept. I divide stress into two categories, what I like to call useful stresses and useless stresses. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Of course, chronic stress is one of the most harmful aspects of our modern lives. But we are not aware of all the ways in which we are under constant stress. It is not just the obvious emotional stressors. I will get more into that in a bit. And here's also something that can feel counterintuitive. In some ways, we are also not stressed enough. You know, think about it. In our civilization, in our modern lives, we live such cushy, physically comfortable lives with temperature control, with furniture, with fast vehicles to get around, living mainly indoors, not needing to use our bodies all day, every day to forage, to hunt, to prepare food, to carry children from one place to the other, etc., So the way I think about it is we have useless stresses that only serve to exhaust us and wear us down over time. And we have useful stresses that actually make us stronger, more resilient, and that help us grow. And the problem in our modern lives is that we have too much of the former and not enough of the latter. So on the one hand, we're not getting exposed to useful stressors. And on the other hand, we're too exposed to harmful stressors. So we can think about it like we have actually a big stress imbalance. And I think knowing this can allow us to start reversing that imbalance. And both types of stress can be divided into physical and emotional aspects. So I want to start with giving you an idea of what I mean by useless emotional stresses. So what most of us would think of as chronic stresses are under this category. You know, worrying about your mortgage payment, the kid's school tuition, arguing with your partner, having an aggressive boss, your aging parents' health, the pandemic, the lockdowns, economic downturn, etc., etc. I personally used to think that I had a low tolerance for stress. And I kind of made this mean that maybe I was a little weak. But now that I look back, especially at that really pivotal time, you know, when I just become a mother, I lived in a big dirty city, I worked outside the home and left my family for long hours of the day just for a paycheck. I think what I was really chafing at at that time was all the useless stresses. I knew that at the end of the day, they were not serving me. You know, taking the metro at rush hour with my growing belly and being like kind of jostled back and forth, it was not something that was making me a better, stronger person. So that's a lot of the emotional stuff. And I think that many of us are really familiar. And I think that's really the first thing we think of when we think about stress. But what I want to, you know, add to that notion today is all the physical and physiological stresses that our bodies are subject to all day, every day, just by virtue of being born into the century. So today, our stress buckets, if you think of it that way, are so full. So it's also the things that are really invisible to most of us, 
poor food choices because our food landscape today, it is so far from actually giving our bodies what they need to really thrive. So really poor food choices and poor blood sugar regulation. If you go back to my episode on breakfast, I really get into this. That's something like when you have blood sugar that's all over the place, that shit's going to make you crazy. So this is one thing that we really don't think about. And food intolerances, these are so much more common than people realize. And of course, all the environmental toxins, you know, this could be as simple as just walking down the street and being exposed to pollution, um, like diesel cars and um, everything else that we're, that we're subject to outdoors. But also there's so much indoor pollution, all the everyday products that we use, the cleaning products, all the plastics, the cosmetics. And of course, not to mention in our day and age, I think one of the biggest problems, and that's so recent for our organisms, is all the EMFs, all the electromagnetic radiation and frequencies that we're exposed to, the Wi-Fi, the cell towers, the dirty electricity, all of that stuff without us even realizing, is actually putting such a burden on our bodies. So one way to mitigate all this is to really start paying attention to all of this and really trying to minimize those physical stresses. Once again, if you go back to my last episode on building your toolbox of self-care, a lot of these things will really help you get there. So that's a bit about all the useless stresses in our lives. And I also want to talk about what I mean by useful stresses. Like I said, these are stresses when we solve for them, we become more resilient. We become stronger versions of ourselves. So going back to my example about that life we had back in the city. Now, when we made our big life change a little more than two years ago and we decided to become a full-time family, of course, that was such a huge change, and it wasn't something that went so smoothly. I remember, you know, it was pretty rough, especially at the beginning. I remember all this stuff coming up, spending all this time all together, all the time. You know, I know this is something that a lot of families have experienced when the first um, confinement happened back in the spring, and, you know, that that stuff triggers you a lot. There's a lot of stuff that comes up there when your everyday is changed in such a radical way and now you're finding yourself having to face all of that stuff. But here's the way I think about it. Of course, those stresses at that time were plentiful and they're not, you know, they haven't disappeared by any means. But when I have to solve for that, when I have to solve for being able to have a peaceful family life, being able to manage and identify and explore and heal my own triggers, my own trauma, that makes me stronger. That makes me more resilient. That helps me grow. So for me, I will take those challenges over, you know, some annoying guy on the metro or <laughs> or some kind of, you know, difficult situation you might going on, you might have going on at work. See the difference there? So that's what I call the useful emotional stresses. And when it comes to the physical aspect of, you know, useful stresses, first of all, I want to say that exercise is a great example here because exercise is by definition a stress on your body. Exercise is something that because of the stress it 
puts on your tissues, it actually causes them, allows them to become stronger, right? That's how we build muscle, for example. But I also have to mention something here. Context is key. So again, even exercise isn't neither here nor there. It is not necessarily good or bad. That means, for example, if you are not taking deep care of yourself, if you are not doing all the things that we've been talking about on this podcast, and you are actually not that well supported, especially physiologically, and then you start pushing yourself to go, you know, do CrossFit three, four times a week on top of that, you can be sure that that is going to represent a huge stress on your body. So again, instead of making you stronger, that will slowly exhaust you and deplete you over time. So again, context is key here. But when it's done in the right context, while you're already really good at supporting yourself well, of course, in those instances, exercise and movement in general are completely indispensable. Now, another thing that I mentioned earlier is the lack of useful stressors, right? Which is really the biggest problem we have in our world today. You know, we just... We don't have that ancestral lifestyle anymore, but the problem is our bodies don't know the difference. We have literally, you know, evolved over millions of years in a certain environment and engaging in a certain way with our environment. And today, really, when you live in in the developed world and more and more in the developing world, it almost doesn't matter where in the world you live, because since most of us live indoors, the conditions of life are really so similar everywhere. So what are some good ways to try to reverse this trend? Well, one thing that comes to mind is making an effort to get exposed to the elements more. So that means, for example, you know, things like cold showers or just actually going outside on a on a cold day and getting yourself comfortable in those kinds of elements or even on the opposite end of the spectrum sweating is so good for you again that's a stress for your body that is beneficial for your body so going to a sauna or that kind of situation um even what i explained to you in one of the previous episodes what we do at home is we do a lot of floor sitting for example at the beginning your body might be like uh oh we don't know how to do this but by actually exposing it to that useful stress over time that's actually going to teach your body to learn how to handle that and by learning how to handle that better it will make you more resilient more supple and stronger over time so those are a few examples of how to make sure you're putting in useful stressors for your physical body. Also, one thing I'm going to say is going back to the question of the useless emotional stresses. I also want to point out here, since, you know, mindset is my business here, a lot of that is also optional. We often make the mistake of believing that our circumstances are directly responsible for how stressed we feel. But actually, the biggest thing to learn with mindset is that difference between what we can and what we can't control. We actually do have a say over our level of stress by how we choose to think and how we choose to show up in any given situation, no matter how inherently difficult it might be. Of course, You know, when you're managing your mind around a difficult circumstance, let's say at your stressful job, 
do what you can to mitigate that with mindset work, with thought work, with managing your mind around it. You will for sure come to a better place with it. You can manage any type of stress when you actually learn how to use your brain differently. But that doesn't mean that you can't also take steps to actually change that situation. Okay, so they are not mutually exclusive. You can think a situation is stressful, do what you can so that you actually come to a place of emotional empowerment over it and still choose to want to change that situation. But I think when we want to make such a decision, I think it's such a better place to come from when we know where our feelings are coming from. So I invite you to take an assessment of your life. I want you to think about how much of your current stress is what's just part of life and it's really there to serve you. Like how is it happening for you and not just to you? And how can you actually see that and come to a more powerful place? What are things that are genuinely stressing you and maybe stressing also your physical body? And how can you start taking steps to actually take better care of yourself? And for all the emotional stress that you have a feeling might be maybe a little um, unnecessary, what can you change your thinking around? And one of the best questions that I love asking myself and that I teach my clients is, what is this thinking creating for me? I think this is a great question because it is not really useful to get into an argument with your brain about whether something is true or not. But that person is truly rude or this situation should not be happening because it's creating all this extra work and extra stress for everybody. Okay, all that may be technically true, but when you're thinking that, how are you feeling and how are you showing up? What are those thoughts creating for you? And when you're focused on those thoughts, what are you not putting your focus on? I think this is such a useful, uh, such a clarifying question. And finally, if you're feeling like your stress balance is really off, how can you change your life in order to turn the whole thing around? In order to live a life where you feel like your everyday challenges are making you stronger as time goes by, as opposed to putting you on the fast track to burnout. And what small step can you take toward that right now, today? I can't wait to find out what you'll come up with. You can come into our Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life Community, and tell us all about it. Have a wonderful day, my friend, and I will speak to you next time.